The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and I am just so thrilled that you are choosing to be part of the show today. As you know, the intentional spirit that with intention, we offer tools and ideas and opportunities each and every week for you to share not only with your own inner being, but with your friends and family of how we can expand our consciousness and become more as an intentional spirit. Everything happens by life's design. And I'm just thrilled today to have Lee McCormick, who is a filmmaker, and talk about tools. This is a must-have for everyone out there in the marketplace today, anyone on a spiritual path. The new movie, Dreaming Heaven. Lee, welcome to our show. Thanks, Temple. I appreciate the invitation. Well, I was just in awe when I went to the website, dreamingheaven.net, Because, you know, what we talk about in New Thought, obviously, all the time, is that heaven is not a piece of real estate. It is a consciousness that exists within each and every one of us. And I was so taken when I did research about your work. But before we delve into the movie Dreaming Heaven, can you share with our audience how you became an intentional spirit? Um. (laughs) <laughs> I think I've always been an intentional spirit. I just wasn't very, uh, my intention was a little crazy for <laughs> for several years. <laughs> I think we're cousins. Uh, I have a story about that as well. I yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, um, my, my relationship with how Dreaming Heaven came about and, and with, 
with the reality of realizing that um, I really was the one creating my life, and I really am the one um, that's that's setting me up for the experiences that I'm going to have, and I'm the one making the choices um, in my life that uh, do or don't define me, and all of that. You know, my what I would just call the waking up process. That really began in earnest with me. I was 40 years old. Um, and I had lived a pretty big, creative life up until that point. I'd been in the music business, had been on the road as a musician, had you know moved to Nashville with a band when I was um, 21. Um, I'd cowboyed because my family had ranches, and I'd done a lot of that kind of work. I'd I'd been a surfer. Um, you know, I had been a had become a commodities trader. I was a rancher. I was feeding a lot of cattle and had ranches in Florida and um, in Tennessee and and business deals in the West, um, all around uh, cattle feeding and, and the cattle business and ranching business. Um, and uh, had been married for several years. You know, but it was the old behaviors that that grew out of, um, I guess, out of my experience just as a kid growing up and and then getting into the the wild and reckless scene in the music business um just because the the structure of our life or the the book cover of our life changes doesn't mean that the you know the the core agreements that we hold and the behaviors that we that we entertain change so you know you can change the cover but you don't change the book that easy that's really powerful i i think we owe it to our listeners to say that again that's really powerful the external book cover may change. Sure, yeah. I mean, we can we can wrap ourselves up in new clothes or new relationships or or a new house or a new profession, um, believing that if we can just get all of this stuff in the outside world right, then we'll be okay. And that's just not true. We may be entertained, you know. We may buy ourselves some more time, but the truth is, our our disease and our our fear. Um, our anger, our pain, all of that stuff is is internal. Um, and until we wake up to the fact that that's what's going on inside of us, we see it reflected in the world around us um, because that's what we know. And so that's those are the things that we seek. You know, it's interesting. The human mind, once we have agreed and we've developed a belief system about ourselves and about the world – then we are very powerful in the way that we can selectively move through life and we'll only choose to acknowledge and see what what is congruent with what we've decided we believe. So, you know, we see our beliefs being reflected back to us all the time. We're not really necessarily seeing what we're looking at and we're certainly not seeing all of the options that are available. We're seeing what we see based on what we think we know. So we're seeing our life through filters, um, and those filters are our own beliefs and our own experiences and our own judgments and fears and projections. Um, so it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting way to look at how we humans function. But you know, I checked myself into a treatment center. Make a long story short, when I was forty um, one, and uh, um, it was the first time. Being in that in that treatment program for 45 days, it was the first time that I ever came completely face to face with the real reality of what is going on behind the scene and and 
what's really going on in this culture, in this country, with families, with, um, you know, with all of us. Um, because when you're in a treatment program, what you realize is that, and what you run into are the facts. You know, I think 80% of the women in the United States are sexually abused or, or, or experience some kind of sexual trauma during their life. Um, I think 60% or, of the men do. Um, you just run into, you know, the unhealed, um, heartbroken reality of humanity that we tend to not want to look at or deal with, and then we wonder why we live in a society that's so driven by consumption and medications and drug use, whether it's legal or illegal, is really irrelevant um, if you really get down to the heart of the matter. And so, you know, we're a society that, that has a, a heavy-duty medication protocol because we keep passing this legacy forward, you know, this, this wounded, disconnected, um, heartbroken legacy. And until we bring those things out into the light, until we bring them into the middle of the room and address them and learn how to let them go, not just process our stuff, not just recreate our story, but literally um, let the energy of the experience that we're carrying through life, let that energy go so that we can be fresh and present in this moment going forward. Um, to a degree, we continue to live a relationship with, with that heartbreak, and that that undermines the quality of our life, and that's what led to Dreaming Heaven. I, I love that. I, I love what you're saying. And I, I say it repeatedly on air and with various messages is that we are healed by what we turn towards, not what we turn away from. And uh, we do see that all the time um, as leaders, filmmakers, is that um, someone can deny the levels of energy or background or whatever that the trauma that they've gone through. It will have its moment, and it will be heard. Um, I love your um, your statement that you have on your website, or you are tagged as an individual that came here to live out loud, and you've been living out loud ever since. And I, I find that to be true on a deeper level, you know, spiritually, that when we have not delved into those types of the things that need to be retrieved, either shamanically or spiritually, they will come to the service, surface, but not always heard in the way that, that we would prefer. Well, when you were looking at uh, Dreaming Heaven, did you, was it a project? I mean, was it something that you set out to make a film about? Um, kind of paint the story for us. I, after I got out of um, treatment, um, I was more inspired um, of course, I was rattled, you know, I mean, I had a, I'd, I'd been living with my addiction to my substance for, gosh, you know, 17, 18 years. Um, and so I had kind of that whole energetic thing going on of, oh, my God, what's my reality going to be about now if I'm not going to do that anymore? And I've got to change all these things. And so my reality was rattled on, on a, one level. On another level, I was really inspired that I was like, oh, my God, life is so much there's so much more to life and to being human, and, and that was exciting to me. You know, the fact that I was a mess was literally just the invitation that got me to pay attention, and I was more inspired by the opportunity that paying attention presented than I was afraid for myself because of the mess that I was, if that makes sense. So oh, it was totally happening yeah. on different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I started reading all kind of books. Um, you know, back then, like in the 90s, we still had bookstores all over the place. Um, <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> so I would go in bookstores and just walk around. And if something looked interesting, uh, you know, I'd, I'd go, I'd glance through it real quick. And I just was consuming um, information and points of view and different traditions from Buddhism to Christian mysticism, you know, to, um, to, uh, Hinduism, um, every, anything. I didn't care. I didn't have an opinion about it. I wouldn't, I didn't, I've never really held the, that precept that, you know, you have to get the story of God right or God's going to get you. I just always thought that was kind of small minded and, and unfortunate that people want to go there. Um, I would go on record as saying, hallelujah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel the I mean, same you know, way. We humans, same can't, way. we humans can't, we can't even, we can't even function on the most fundamental levels and be good to each other, much less trying to, trying to assume that we're going to have an idea of what God is. I just think that's a little crazy. It is. You know? um, but anyhow, the film came about as a result of, I read Miguel Ruiz's Four Agreements, and mm-hmm. that book just totally clicked for me. And this was, you know, in the late nineties. And, um, I immediately started investigating what his, his work was about. And I found that he had teachers that had worked under him that were leading journeys to Teotihuacan and Teotihuacan is the city in Mexico where we filmed dreaming heaven. So I signed up and went on a journey. That's the way I was living at that point. I was like, I have got to, there was something missing in my life. I didn't know what it was but I knew it was profound. And so I just kept saying yes to opportunities to experience new things and to grow and to challenge myself. So I signed up, went on a journey to Teotihuacan and literally had the singular, singularly most powerful experience I think I've ever had in my life. Um, and, and it started the first day I was there. Um, in fact, it started the moment we pulled into the parking lot of the little hotel and got out and I, turned around and looked up what we call the Avenue of the Dead that runs all the way through the the ancient city of Teotihuacan. And on the far north end is the Pyramid of the Moon. And on your, on the right, on the east side, is the Pyramid of the Sun. And as I looked down this, you know, two-mile-long, two three-mile-long avenue, um, the whole city just lit up like it was 1,500 years ago. And I saw it the way that it existed when it was in its heyday, um, and it just, you know, was like what they used to talk about, the acid flashbacks, <laughs> but it wasn't that. <laughs> um, it, it was just amazing, and it just blew my heart open. And um, my relationship with Teotihuacan began then, and you fast forward about 10 years, and I'm having a conversation with a, a, a songwriter, um, uh, a guy that's written scores for a bunch of movies. He's also worked as a cameraman, a man named Dana Walden, who is all through the film. He directed, he he ran a camera. He uh, We wrote the soundtrack together. He produced the, the score. Um, Dana and I met and had a conversation. He said, man, these trips you guys lead, by this time I was leading journeys to Teotihuacan, taking groups um, the way that I went as a member of a group. I was now leading groups. He said, it'd be interesting to film one of these. And I said, yeah, it really would. Um, I was interested to see if the energy that's so profound and so palpable in what we call Teo, if that energy would translate through a film. 
you know, because what we are aware of is that the consciousness of, of Teotihuacan is in the light and literally in the energy that comes up out of the earth there. And um, consciousness can be is transferred through light, literally. So um, I wanted to see what that might be like. So we basically set out just to make a high-tech home movie and film this group of 18 people and just see what happens. And a couple years later, um, after we got back, we watched it. And it was I didn't know anything about filmmaking. I lived in L.A., but I was working in the treatment business, the drug and alcohol mental health treatment business. So I, we had this film, and some people – but some people said, oh, my gosh, you should do something with this. This is good. Then I showed it to a man named Straw Wiseman, who was a principal in What the Bleep Do We Know, and Straw just flipped out. He said, you've got to – this is very cool, and this is showing where What the Bleep Do We Know, if you remember that film, Absolutely. gave all it gave all the all of that information and perspective around quantum physics and what is reality really and you know reality's not exactly what we've been taught and it gave us all that information but it never told us okay well now what do i do about it mm-hmm. so dreaming heaven is the embodiment and and literally a group of people living on a shamanic if i don't even like to call it shamanic it's a group of people living on a journey of self discovery and awareness for 5 days going through ceremonies and practices and experiences in the temples and the pyramids of an ancient um, in a, uh, an ancient city in central Mexico called Teotihuacan. And Lee, what was the process? I mean, did it just happen that um, people that knew people or were you looking for a particular group of people in your 18 that went? No, it was just the people that signed up. Um, you know, we told them as they signed up um, that we're going to film this journey. You know, and, and you'll need to sign a release and and blah 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 in case something ever happens with it. Um, and no, they they weren't chosen. Um, they weren't picked out. It's just people. You yeah. know, now one of the things about Teotihuacan is that experience is so profound. It's literally many many people on these journeys have the awareness. It's almost like you get to sit and talk to God. And if you get to go sit and talk to God, um, however you want to look at that, you get to go literally be present with the mystery and with the infinite aspects of consciousness and creation and all of that awareness. When you have that experience and then you leave and you go home and you go back into your life, well, you've, you've shifted and you've changed. And over a period of time, we tend to come back to the same patterns, the same energies, the same frequencies that we were living before, because those are the dominant frequencies in our life. Those are the dominant patterns in our life. And, you know, to to kind of give it a a street term, you can say that, you know, over a few weeks or a few months, you'll lose your buzz. (laughs) And, um, And so people come back over and over again, because as we unravel, as we unravel our story, as we expand and become more aware in our life, to, to return to this place, it's like returning to, to a classroom. That if you want to learn to be a doctor or an attorney, you know, you don't just go to one year of law school, you go to four years or five years of law school or medical school or whatever your profession is. So this is literally a university in the consciousness of being human and all of those aspects of being human that that our cultures don't acknowledge and recognize and that we 
disassociate from in the way that we've been um, acculturated to live in the world. We're taught to live in the world according to the structure and rules of the world so that we can be of service to the world first. And that oftentimes means that we're literally not living our full potential. We're living for, for our ability to fit in and contribute to society on society's terms, and we turn our back on our true gifts, and we turn our back on the, the most amazing aspects of our uniqueness as individuals and our, our uniqueness as human beings. Exactly. You're, that is so apropos with everything that is to the heart of our own, our own spirit. I want to remind everybody that you can actually go during this live break, you can go to dreamingheaven.net and you can watch the trailer. You can learn more about this tremendous movie, Dreaming Heaven. We'll be right back after this short break. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, Trusted king when earthly governments fail. All-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today. Just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. You've seen reality TV. Well, now, get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. 
don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. At Gmail. And welcome back, everyone. And I know you're having the same experience I'm having today of, wow, I want to know more. Um, there are so many people that we know out in the world today. They've kind of been there and done that. Uh, they've read various books. They've listened to people all over the world give lectures, which, you know, I call lecture physics But when we really look at delving into the deeper part of our soul journey, of our spiritual quest, we know that it really depends upon us being willing to create experiences and to have those experiential opportunities in which we can delve deep into our lives and into our inner being and our inner core. As Lee McCormick, my guest today, has been sharing on his own journey that brought him to a place of creating, along with others, this amazing film, Dreaming Heaven. We talked about 18 people that went on a journey that knew they were going to be filmed, but they were so willing to go on this quest to discover more in their lives. And Lee, I loved uh, when I watched the trailer about the film, it had an undertone, the journey that you had created for these people had this undertone of unscripted and unplanned. And I love that because we say often, I mean, even in therapy, a person can say, I'm ready to go to a therapist, I'm ready to get help. But they're still lying dormant, even if it's on the unconscious level. I'm going to protect myself, and I'm not going to let anybody really see me. (laughs) So I love the kind of energy in which you approach this. Uh, obviously through the work you've done in your own recovery program where you wanted things to be unscripted, um, the spontaneity of spirit so people could really uh, perhaps get caught off guard, if you will, to make those great discoveries of their own heaven consciousness. Well, that's... (laughs) I I had been coming and going... um, to Teotihuacan, living my own experience there for, um, let's see, for almost 10 years when we filmed Dreaming Heaven. And I have such a, I just have an absolute faith and respect and relationship with, um, you know, what do you call it? Life, the presence, um, Mm -hmm. the moment, you know, I don't need to second guess reality. Uh, and I don't need to try and manipulate it, and I don't need to try and box it up. Um, it's uh, I am as alive as I am today because I decided to live with life instead of trying to orchestrate and manage and control life. I just said, you know what, you guys drive, and I'm I'm here. Let's roll. Let's do this. 
and that's the way that I live. Um, and I know I have with myself on a very deep, unquestionable level. I mean, it's just like it's, it's one of the very few facts that I actually subscribe to um, is that I just have absolute faith in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, you know, will say I have absolute faith in God. Well, God is life. God's not separate from life for me. And the experience of Teotihuacan is an experience of life. And it's incredibly powerful. And there's really, you cannot express it in a conversation, what the, what the living experience is. Um, you just can't. You can do your best. And if the people you're talking to have never had an experience of, of the light, an experience of being expanded completely beyond the structure of who you believe you are, um, if you've never had that experience, then you don't have any, any reference point for it. You know, and the truth is, a lot of people, I mean, we're all over the place, a lot of us have had experiences of something profoundly deep and expansive happened to us in the course of our life. And, and like I said earlier, you can have these, these opportunities that just open you up, just like you get a flash of the true reality of what exists here, um, and you're inspired by it, and you're touched by it, and it blows your heart open. And if you don't pursue that relationship, if you don't give that relationship time and attention and energy, and if you don't keep growing and going with it, then we'll settle back down into what has been familiar to us. So it's, it's no different than meeting a person that you say, oh, my God, this is my soulmate. And you meet that person and you have a great weekend together, and then you go back home and they go back home, and you never call them again. You know, it's it's... It's just, it's one of those things where we are so programmed to follow what we know and to stay loyal to what we've created as a life, even if it's not really a happy one, even if it's not really fulfilling, we cling to what we know. And you were speaking to that to a degree that we can ingest a lot of self-help material and we can go to a lot of lectures, um, we can go to a therapist, we can do a lot of things to make our current reality more livable. And, and what I say to people all the time is, that, and, and that's great, and you need to know that what you're really suffering from is your current reality. That's the source of our, our disease and our disconnection is how we have come to frame and what we've come to call reality because it's much, much smaller than what's really happening here. And my, my story of my name's Lee and I am a this and a that, that is it can in no way express what I know as the experience of living my life as a human being that goes far beyond, you know, who Lee McCormick is. Lee McCormick's the name, and I've lived a lot of roles, and I've done a lot of things, and I'm also way more than I even understand. I can't really tell you for a fact, you know, what I am exactly. I can tell you the roles I live. I can tell you the things that I've done and the places I've been. And I also know that my relationship to life is so alive and so expansive and undefinable that my experience is going to be how open and willing I am, how open and willing I'm willing to be from one day to the next and one moment to the next. Rather than living by a script, I'm living by the lead 
that life gives. And that's, that's where Dreaming Heaven, the experience in Teotihuacan, that's what's, in my opinion, reflected in that film, is people are having experiences in the movie, and when you read the book, there's language and dialogue um, around those experiences that's outside of what we might call normal perception. Well, the truth is normal perception is not normal at all. It's much more limited than what typical, uh, than, than what human perception is capable of being, but it's what we have come to call normal, and so we just don't acknowledge. You know, we don't acknowledge those little things you see out of the corner of your eye. You don't acknowledge the intuitive nature of getting a hit on something, getting ready to happen before it happens, and then you think, oh, well, it's just coincidence. Well, no, it's not. It's not just coincidence. It's life. And those things we see out of the corner of our our eye or those, you know, knowing the phone's going to ring before it does, all of that stuff is just aspects of our being human, but we haven't exercised it. We haven't lived in relationship with it, and we don't give it attention. We discount it and just call it, you know, call it by some name and let it go. I love your philosophy. It's like Jerry Seinfeld said one time, the only thing that fits into normal is the cycle on a washing machine. <laughs> but but I, I love um, how you're, you know, framing everything in... Um, it's a very similar language to what I believe. I, I too, am with you. I, I, I love what I've been able to do or that I've survived as long as I have or that I have 26 years sobriety or any of those uh, windows of life. But the other part of it is I'm more excited about what I don't know about me yet, <laughs> which yeah. is what you're, what you're really opening up and alluding to. I mean, to me, that's the excitement. It's what I have no clue of what is coming of what that could be or you know how that design of of my life or or your life can unfold it's just a a tremendous uh, experience of just connecting those dots and and looking at just the magic of everything that's around us all all the time we truly are living in a pandora all the time um when we're attentive to it well i know already people have um They've already felt just through listening to your energy and what you believe and the essence of the magic of of going to Mexico. What are some of the next steps that that people can do? And I definitely want to encourage all of you to go to the website DreamingHeaven.net to watch the trailer, to get the movie, have it as part of your library, to share with friends and your um people that are important to you that you want to delve into a, a greater reality well the package do you do tours lee are you doing tours that are ongoing that other people oh, can go as well yeah absolutely i just got back um last week uh we were we had 24 or 5 people in in Teotihuacan again frank and jenny and i did frank hayhurst um and jenny gentry are my co-teachers in the film, and uh, we still do journeys together uh, three or four times a year to Teotihuacan. Um, when you buy the book, and the the book, the book is Dreaming Heaven. The beginning is near, and in the back of the book is a sleeve with a DVD of the film in it. And then there's also directions for a download, a free download of um, twelve meditations that correspond with the journey through Teotihuacan. So it's an entire 
virtual journey um, between watching the film and following, going through the book and listening to the meditations. Uh, you really are invited into the process and into the energy of it. Um, and the book is available at bookstores. It's available on Amazon. It's, it's um, published through Agape Media and Hay House, and so it's being distributed by Hay House. Uh, so you can order it from any bookstore anywhere. Or if you go to our website, there's a direct link to, to Amazon and to um, um, Barnes & Noble's um, um, website. Um, but, you know, the... The opportunity to step into this particular experience um, is pretty much continuous with us. We're returning to Teotihuacan the 28th of December, and we'll be there till the 2nd of January because New Year's Eve, um, Año Nuevo in Mexico is a blast. It's wonderful. We'll have mariachis, and we'll have um, Aztec dancers, and, you know, I've created a compound there called The Dreaming House. It's thedreaminghousemx.com. And The Dreaming House is a total living boutique hotel sanctuary that we've created over the last 10 years to be home to people coming on the journeys. Um, and, and say that, Lee, say the name of the website again. Is it um, thedreaminghouse.com? The, yeah, thedreaminghousemx for Mexico thedreaminghousemx.com. And the Dreaming House is beautiful. You know, and the sweet thing about it, honestly, is, is that these experiences of, you know, Jesus said, I am the light. Well, he wasn't kidding. Right. It wasn't <laughs> a joke. <laughs> no. He never, said, he never said, you know, I am this body and I am these bones. He said, I am the light. Our bodies are, are of the earth. Our bodies come from the earth. The elements of our physical form are born of the earth, and our consciousness that animates this form is of the light. We all are. So a relationship with the light is not, is not in conflict with anybody's religious beliefs necessarily, is, you know, unless your religious beliefs are very fearful in, in orientation um, and you're afraid of the unknown, you know, um, the experience of the light really has consistently, I have seen it, just disintegrate people's fears, fears that they've held all their life about the unknown and about who am I and am I good enough and how can I ever be okay. And literally, I had a woman on this last trip who's 40-something years old. She's dealt with clinical depression. She's been suicidal. She literally has died a couple times from drug overdoses. And she's been in that struggle of not wanting to be in her body and not wanting to really be in this world her entire life. And she's been to treatment. You know, she's been to therapists. She's done all of that. She's been on medications. Well, none of that stuff could change that energetic. Literally on this last trip, she had an experience that after the experience, she came to me that afternoon and she said, you know what? I absolutely just realized that what I have hated my whole life is not my life. It's my story. I've hated my story. And I didn't realize that I could get rid of my story without killing myself. And it was, wow. I mean, it, it, she, was, she was so, there was no big emotion. There was no big tears. It was a matter of fact of the realization that, oh, my God, I am not my story. I am not 
these experiences that I've had in this world, I'm the one that's had the experience, but I'm not the experience, you know, and culturally, to a large degree, we are taught that we are what happens to us, and we are what we do. My name's Lee, and I'm an addict. Well, that's not true. My name's Lee, and I was definitely had, I, would, I definitely was addicted. But what I am was not an addiction. An addiction was what I suffered from. So it's, it's just a shift in perception. And that happened with her not as a result of, of us, you know, working on it. It was literally her experience with what I call the light. And she was shown. She was shown because she asked. And that's another thing people don't understand in life and in changing is we may say, well, you know, I just want my life to be better. I want it to be different. But then every time the opportunity to be different shows up, we retract and we start defending who we are and what we do because it's all we know and it's all we have. And our first reaction is to defend and to tighten up and to pull in. You know, and if we ask life, please bring me something better. You know, please, please help me get out of this trap. Please help me. Well, you have to ask because life doesn't force itself on us, in my experience. You have to ask whoever you pray to. You have to ask them to come and help you. And if you ask them to come and help you, then remember that you asked them because when they respond, <laughs> we want to freak out. <laughs> that's, a key, that's a key point. Don't forget, you know, that you, you, ask, for the, you ask for the change. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening today with Lee McCormick. Um, incredible spiritual person who is part of this amazing film dreaming heaven that is a book with the dvd as well as meditations that can offer you just what we talk about so much the necessity of an experiential relationship with who you are and your connection to your beliefs in order that you won't keep doing and i won't keep doing what we've always been doing and therefore creating those same results over and over again I want to thank all of you for your continuing contributions to Unity Online Radio. We are truly the voice of Awakening World. Because of your contributions, we are able to be in so many other countries and reaching people from all over. It's so exciting to hear from those of you in Taiwan and Switzerland and China and all over. It's just an amazing uh, experience to know what the Internet and what these uh, technology tools can offer us now we'll be right back after this break Uh, thank you for being with us hello listeners did you know we've gone mobile that's right your favorite unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening.
Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and and thank you so much for all of you who visit our website at unitycampus.org, so you can find out the various activities that we do. We bring in healers and shamans and high-energy people from all over the world, and you can also tune in live um, throughout the week or on Sunday to our ongoing uh, messages that continue to lift your vibration and have you connecting with this consciousness which we're talking about with Lee McCormick today. And Lee, I I love what you were saying when we were talking in the beginning of the second segment about the word familiar, about how we can go, we can do something different. But unless we continue to feed that difference and practice it, we tend to go back to old paradigms. And I just wanted to quickly share with you that I've been using that word for years as a, as a teaching because when we look for something and we're going through change, the word familiar, if you look on the front of that word is the word family. And so we tend to resonate with something that we feel comfortable and cozy, just like what we've known before. But if we haven't done the inner work, if you look on the back of the word familiar, it's the word liar. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I thought you would like that because uh, I love to play on words and it's so true um, what you're what you're saying. Um, tell us about the screening that you have in New York. I think you have uh, one coming up on November ninth. You said for the film, right? Yeah, we do. It's um, new realities. Um, there's newrealities dot com is an online magazine. It's a it's really a a large magazine, um, and they are sponsoring um, Alan Seinfeld is uh, the man's name that is behind New Realities. New Realities Spiritual Film Festival is the weekend of, it's the 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th um, in Manhattan um, at, the, at the Meta Center. And Dreaming Heaven is screening at 8.30 on Saturday night, um, November 9th, at the Meta Center in Chelsea. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. Um, I'm going to bring a guitar and play a couple of the tunes from the soundtrack and we'll have a little conversation and screen the movie. Um, we're also screening it tonight in Malibu. If you're in LA area, um, if you're interested in that, you can, uh, you can go to the dreamingheaven.net website and just email us. It's at the Jewish community center theater, which is a beautiful theater, um, right on the PCH, um, in Malibu, just North of Pepperdine at uh, 6.30 tonight. And that's going to be just a great experience um, in having the film featured tonight. That's so exciting. We just see that as being a tremendous success for you. Well, you have to get it out there. 
you know when you when you create something like this there's i don't know if you're familiar with the film wake up um wake up's been out for several years and jonas elrod made that film about himself um and when i met jonas i brought him to nashville with wake up a couple years ago um and it's it's jonas's story he just spontaneously one day started seeing spirits and spirit people and he thought he had gone insane and so the movie is his story of trying to figure out what had just happened to him well one of those spirit people one of the angels told him um you're to take this you're to make a film about this he happened to be a filmmaker you're to make a film about your experience and get it out there because this is coming this this shift in the consciousness of this planet the shift in the frequency that humanity's been living in is going to bring more and more awareness of of how multidimensional this world and this reality actually is and this film will be a gift to a lot of people you know and and Jonas told me that cuz he was traveling around he you know if you bought him a bus ticket he'd show up with his movie i mean it was you know we say it's selfless but he literally out of gratitude for the opportunity to live this life this way you just want to share it you know and it's not dreaming heaven and and this is all based in the ancient toltec um, perspectives and the Toltec practices, um, the, the, the Toltec uh, mystery school. And it's also not something that, um, that we bring people in and say, here, drink the Kool-Aid and join the cult. That's not what it's about. It's not about being a follower. It's about waking up to your own divinity, waking up to your own potential, coming back into the center of your life, and coming to terms with who are you really and why were you created and why are you here because we're here for a reason we're not, it's just not random that we land in this world not not in my experience and so it's about coming back to the truth of and honoring the truth of who we really are and you know our world is so askew because we live based on what we're told we should do to be good enough and we're told that we have to chase the values and chase the judgments and opinions and and chase what the world tells us we have to have in order to be secure and okay and if we don't play by the world's terms then we're not good enough and we get shunned or we believe we will be shunned well the truth is on the other side of that whole matrix that whole virtual reality on the other side of that is the truth of life. And that is that, you know, there's nobody in this world that's not good enough. If you weren't, you wouldn't be here. And our calling is to simply come back to who am I really and what am I doing here really? And that's a, you know, that's a big calling because it takes some time and some energy to unravel the things we think we know and to let go of the baggage we've inherited in life in this world because we are not our baggage we are not our story you know we're not how many clean days we have we're not um, what happened to us as a child all of that stuff impacts our life until we learn how to bring it up move it out into the light and then let it go and as we do that the integrity of what we really are fills in the spaces we don't have to fill in the spaces the one that created us fills in the spaces. It happens naturally. Uh, tell us, uh, Lee, about your your other website, spiritrecovery.com, because I, I know that, you know, that's part of so many of the millions of people in the world that are, are seeking to know more is that, that recovery piece because of that 
woundology that we were born into. We're all seeking that essence of the recovery element. Yeah. Um, well, spirit recovery is what it says. I, I coined that phrase with a friend of mine several years ago, and I said, well, you know, it's really what I'm talking about is spirit recovery, not recovering my place in line in society, <laughs> but recovering the truth of who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's stuck. And so spiritrecovery.com is through spirit recovery. I produce workshops um, and the journeys to Mexico and journeys to Peru. We have a, a program called Soul Care coming up November 14th to the 17th in Joshua Tree, California. And it's um, an amazing lady named Joan Borsinko, who's been around for some time, and her husband, myself, a whole group of people. We're doing um, leading a three-day journey um, at Joshua Tree. So spirit recovery is its where everything that I have going on is posted and distributed. Um, I pour a monthly sweat lodge the first weekend of every month. I've done it for five years. Um, and, I, you know, we pour this lodge. We have a sweat lodge on the river and on my ranch in Tennessee. People come from Indiana and Alabama. And I had some people drove up from Florida um, last weekend for a, for a lodge. So we have quite an expansive community. You know what? And it's, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of definitions of people there. There's people who call themselves in recovery. There's people who call themselves just living life. There's Hindus and Jews and Catholics and Baptists. And, you know, it's kind of like, I don't care about that. Let's just right. sit and sing and pray. You know, let's just get together, y'all. We, you know, humanity's so divided over the most ridiculous ideas. This need to be right has just gotten completely out of hand. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's just um, this level of self-righteousness, you know, it's just, um, that's one of the statements that master teachers have taught us is instead of trying to always set something right, just see it right, you know, see it right for ourselves. And um, I just love the philosophy that you're, that you're offering. And in the book, um, you had made a reference to that, correct? That there, there are different, um, thoughts that can carry a person into more of a, a journaling or a meditation using the meditations that are offered in the DVD. Yeah. yeah the meditations, um, each chapter of the book corresponds with one of the meditations and the meditations are available by download. Um, and the directions for that are in the book. Um, and as you, you know, I've got some friends actually not too far from where you live in, in Florida, um, that have started a dreaming heaven group. And that's, that was part of the intent. You know, they've got a group of people that meet once a week and they, they're following the practices in the book and they're using the meditations. And if they have questions, they can email me or they can call me, you know, and, um, I mean, I'm open to doing that. Anybody out there that, that, that is motivated to start a dreaming heaven group with some friends, um, all you have to do is email the website, and I can be available to answer questions or, you know, lend what I can lend to support that. Until I'd love to coming. have an opportunity, Ali, for you to come to Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, and we can launch it and have you there and actually do some of the processes with um, some of our community. That would be uh, really powerful is to schedule that with you. So um, everyone... If, those of you that are listening, keep an eye out for that because we will be offering that, I'm very confident, over the next few months to come. That'd be great. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it. 
if you can do it like January or February, January and February on a ranch in Tennessee are kind of cold and gray and muddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great time to come to, to Florida, that's for sure. Um, Absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, listen, it has been an absolute pleasure just uh, conversing with you and, and listening to your beliefs and and just seeing you live out loud, uh, literally, as I had started today, that that's one of your key things that is said about yourself on the website, reminding everybody that the website is um, dream, dreamingheaven.net, uh, that you can go to that. And I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank all of you for participating in this show, uh, for learning more about the tools that are available so that we can practice uh, that which we are learning all the time in ways of experiences and in ways of role models going back into our community and being the light, just like Lee said earlier. So thank you, everyone. Please share the show today with all your social media so that more people can know about these great messages. And remember, this is the greatest moment that you and I have ever lived. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary, topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel. 
and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 